When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Kings fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. Cleared away by the Kings, picked up by Martinez. Martinez to Clifford, feeds it right side to Foley with a shot. Save, rebound, score! Alec Martinez has won the Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. And royalty reigns again in the NHL. And what's up, Kings fans, and welcome to another episode of the Hockey Royalty Podcast, the unofficial podcast of RickRoyalty.com. Well, housekeeping items, before we get started here, we just want to let you know that we are available on Twitter. You can find us at Rink Royalty and also at Royalty underscore pod. Well, guys, we're, uh, we're doing our first ever post-game show, and I think uh, we probably could have picked a better game to try that one, huh? Yep. I don't um, think we could have. <laughs> yeah. Better than last night. So uh, I'm going to go around and introduce our co-host. Uh, for, I'm Scott Kimball, by the way, your host, and I'm going to bring in Ryan Sykes. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, Scott. How are we doing tonight, other than uh, the obvious? We've been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack Weber, how you doing? Uh, I was doing pretty well after that campaign goal. Not as good now, but, uh, yeah. you know, take the point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Ryan Cowley. Yes, hello, gentlemen. Uh, all things considered, I'm doing well. So, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Jack, you made a good point. We got it. We did get a point out of that. But uh, I'm going to go around the t- table here and just want to get your thoughts on the overall game. Uh, so, first, Ryan, we'll go to you, Ryan Cowley. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay. Uh, 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 well, you know, I like to, I like to start with the positive, the good news. Um, um, if there's ever uh, a well-earned point, uh, this was it. Um, uh, uh, the Kings had a great start. Um, uh, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota scored a few goals and 
you know, it seemed like deja vu from yesterday. Uh, uh, the Kings were deflated, but to their tremendous credit, uh, uh, they kept fighting. Um, especially Kemby's goal in overtime, who was specifically called out by Tom McClellan postgame yesterday. Uh, 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 you know, the overtime was unfortunate, but um, uh, so overall, like, despite the finish, uh, there are a lot of positives to take from this game, so I'll uh, 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 so I'll put it that way first. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta agree with you there. So, Jack, what do you think, man? What'd you see? Well, it was certainly a better effort than la- or, uh, the game two nights ago. A much better start. Um, you know, I actually thought they played a pretty good first period tonight, and then, you know, Erickson gets that kind of weird goal to open the scoring, and then all of a sudden they get another one on that backdoor tap, and they're down 2 nothing. which I, th- I thought they deserved a better fate than that from that first period they played. Um, second period, they came out flat. You know, fortunately, they got the power play goal and then Wagner on the breakaway. Um, you know, they fought back from 3 nothing. They got a point. You know, if, if uh, unfortunately, Carter bobbled that almost breakaway he had in overtime. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, pretty good road trip overall, you know, 4-1-1, one, and one, um, you know, tough loss in overtime and, and literally the dying milliseconds there. But uh, hard to be too upset with the road trip overall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I want to ask you guys about that first goal there. Uh, I was actually screaming at the television for a challenge on that. What do you guys think? Ryan, what's your, Ryan Slice, what's your thoughts on that? I thought it should have challenged it 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and no doubt, because, I mean, obviously there was contact with Peterson as he was going to make that save. Now, it, it was very borderline as to whether the puck was already past him or not, but I think at that point it would have probably been worth a challenge. So, Ryan Sykes, tell me, is there anything that really stood out to you in that game, good or bad for the Kings? In this game? Uh, I mean, another slow start, you know, down 3 nothing, just like last night. It battled back and finally tied it, and I'm just not sure what it is with the Wild, but it's like in the dying seconds of a game when it when it matters, they just kind of cough up the lead and ultimately the game. So, you know, at first when Dumba scored, I was like, "There's no way that counts, right? We're going to yeah. shoot out." Yeah. Well, they showed it. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny? It. Tyler Toffoli was probably watching that, going, "Yeah, it's possible that counted." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I mean, uh, as Jack and Ryan both noted, you know, uh, over a much larger scale, yes, it's a positive road trip, but over these last two games against the Wild, it's a disappointment, you know, especially as you, they showed the standings before the the start of this game. You know, the Kings, if they had won this game, and depending on what Vegas had done, they could have had a share for first place. I mean, they're still obviously two points out of first place. And, in a, in a favorable position to continue moving forward, it just it ends it on a very sour note. It does, you know. It does, and you know the the thing is, I mean, last night you just kind of got to put out of your head, right? I mean, it was great that they won six in a row. You can't expect them to win every game, and there was a clunker coming at some point. Unfortunately, it's got to be against the Wild, right? Uh, but I I tell you, you know. Yeah, they, they did come out a little bit better in that first period, but they still, for the for, for, to me, for the first uh, the first period, excuse me, and going into the second period, they really weren't moving their feet at all. They were doing a lot no, of standing around, you know, and, and the Wild were just taking it right to them. And that execution and that aggressiveness that we had seen during that six-game uh, winning streak, 
basically disappeared. It was. I mean, look how many shots Kyle Peterson had to face. He faced 42 shots. Yeah, exactly. And he had, he had players in his face all night long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, well, no, no. Um, uh, and just to touch on Kyle Peterson for a sec. Um, uh, uh, um, okay, the first goal was a bit of a, bit of a bad bounce. And then, like, like uh, uh, just like skeptics did it with quick last night, it's like, like, oh, my God, it's 3 nothing. You let in uh, three goals. What's wrong with Peterson? Uh, but – uh, uh, yeah, but Peterson, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, just enormous credit, uh, um, you, you know, uh, whatever went on, he bounced back and I mean, I mean, he made, uh, well, like a ton of clutch saves, uh, including in overtime on Kaprizov. Cause when I saw Kaprizov all alone, I'm like, oh crap. And then, yeah, and then he, the he's done it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I'll tell you, I don't like to complain about referees. I think it's kind of lame to actually try to blame referees for a game going one way or another. But that was a weak call. I mean, Carter barely touched yeah. him. Yeah, you're, you're gonna call back in overtime, really? Yeah, in overtime. That was just a good back check. Exactly. Yeah. So I, you almost kind of wonder if you know if that ref, as soon as he saw Carter getting close, he had that whistle on his mouth ready to go because right. uh, I, I, I don't know. He, I know he's gonna hook him. I know he's gonna slash him. You know? Well, and it was unfortunate because only a few seconds earlier, it looked like uh, Carter had the breakaway, uh, uh, and I was like getting up on my couch, and then they just made that bounce all the way to the boards. I'm like, oh god, they they, they can't yeah. do to break, but oh well. Yeah, it's just, and you know, really, it, obviously, it was not Cal Peterson's fault. Even when they were no. down three to nothing, that third goal he had zero chance on whatsoever. And I, you know, I don't know what Blake Lazat was thinking there. I, I really yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't either. You know, it's like, listen, dude, Roy's got him. You don't yeah. need to go to him. <laughs> Who was that? I think it was Eric. Or was it, no, it was Greenway in front of the net, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. No, turn around. <laughs> he's, uh, he's been kind of a disappointment this year, Blake Lazat. You know, I've been hard on Michael Amadio, and he actually he stood out tonight to me in a lot of ways. Yeah, he did. Uh, but yeah, Blake Lazat, I mean, I think he still has just the two assists this year. Yeah, That's and then a, he, yeah. I mean, he did miss time because of you know COVID, and I'm sure that right. took him out of his rhythm. Yeah. But considerable amount of time. Yeah, but I, you know what, I want to know why did they bother calling up Rasmus Kapari? That's yeah. a great question. Yeah, I I mean, there, there are a few guys on this team at this point. I'd like to see uh, Kupari playing over. I mean, you know, yeah. I'd say Wagner's one of them. He did score tonight, but uh, you know, Lazat's certainly another. I, I like this play the first few games, but. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen much I've liked from Lazat. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, thought for sure we'd see Kapari last night and then he'd draw back into Ontario tonight. Uh, but obviously neither of those happened. I know, because I'm disappointed because, like, um, uh, early, early this week, Tom McClellan uh, uh, um, said when the media calls that, Kamara will play. Uh, uh, now, don't get me wrong. Todd's a head coach. He's entitled to change uh, his his mind. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, uh, no, no. Um, um, I mean, I'm, I mean, don't guarantee anything. But at the same time, just like, uh, 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 um, uh, no, no. Um, um, well, you know, the, the thing is, too. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. Like especially after the game they had last night, and uh, he, you know, I was kind of hoping, uh, 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 maybe Kapari would be in the lineup tonight just for a game, even. But you know, it's too bad. Yeah. But. 
You know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I honestly, I didn't have any problem whatsoever with that changing the lineup up last night. When you've won six in a row, you really don't want to try to fix what isn't broken, so to speak, right? Right. But after what happened last night, there's really no reason not to put Kapari in. Zero. No. Uh, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, and one improvement tonight, lineup-wise, was was the return of Mike Anderson because, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, yeah, because, like, there were quite a few Minnesota chances were like were like Mike Anderson was defensively all over it. I'm like, like, oh great, you know this, yeah. Well, that uh, that play he had near the end of uh, was it regulation that two on one chance that he kind of broke. Yeah, yeah. Well, he kicked that puck out of the air. That was, oh, that was huge. That was clutch. Yeah. yeah I mean, what do you guys think about the the hit he took that sent him to the locker room before uh, the third period? You know, I think this yeah. is becoming a habit with the Wild. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll go playing the benefit of the doubt. I don't think there was any intent, but like looking at replay, his head was crushed against the glass there, and and of course, like my fingers are crossed. Like I hope, hope he gets uh, gets up on his own and returns, uh, which he did. So, I mean, I mean, Polino's a player who does play on the edge, and it looked like you know he, he took a bit of a run. He took a few steps towards Anderson at the boards there. Um, I thought it was you know questionable whether it, it could have been more than two minutes. Ultimately, that was just a call and. The Kings did basically nothing with that that power play opportunity, but uh, sadly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, it seems like Anderson was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I mean, he did return. You know, there's no doubt about it. But I mean, that that's just a, a scary play. And listen, I got no problems with somebody who wants to play physical. That's fine. That's yeah, not fun, right? Well, how many yeah. more times are they going to preach that we have to get hit from behind out and, and all that stuff? And now it's just well, okay, it's only two minutes. Don't worry about it. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see Adrian Kempe get on the board, though. Even if it was a a half powered shot, it was it was good to see him get going because he, uh, amongst others, have been actually kind of called out by Coach McClellan as of late. And uh, you got to kind of wonder as we get towards the trade line and see what the Kings are are thinking, what they're going to do, if he's even going to finish the team in L- or finish with the with LA for the season. So, well, yeah, it's kind of yeah, something to think about. Funny yeah. that you mentioned that because before that goal, I was. Uh, you know, thinking, you know, Kempe hasn't done anything in quite some time. And, you know, as you noted, Todd McClellan kind of called him out last night that he needs more from Kempe. You know, he did the same with uh, Lazat and that entire second line uh, prior to, you know, double uh, A and Lazat landing on the uh, COVID protocol list. But, you know, uh, Kempe had a fast start. He got his uh, what, fourth hole of the year tonight. Um uh, just need a little more consistency, and that's been the word that's been that's kind of surrounded his career. Yeah, know? that's really been you know the story for for Kempe is just inconsistency. You know, he'll have flashes yeah. like, he did, like he did early on this season. He was playing well. He was getting some time playing with Kopitar, and, and he was playing well. He was scoring some goals, and ultimately, you know, that I follow Kopitar Brown line got reunited, and Kempe hasn't done a lot since. And you know, if you need to be with someone like Andre Kopitar to produce any offense, you know. I mean, um, yeah, oh, that's uh, not a good guy. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jack. Um, it's, no, I'm just going to say, like, uh, I don't know if I'm outlined saying this, but Campy actually reminds me of Alexander Frolov. Uh, uh, just like uh, the consistency sense where, like, he'll go uh, four or five games and you think, oh, God, he's the hottest player, the best player. Uh, uh, and then he'll go the next four or five games and, 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 no, no, and, and you barely see him on the ice. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's a shame too because I mean the, the, when he shows those flashes, it's like yeah, he's go, he's going to finally turn the corner. But I think ultimately, I think the Kings are going to have to realize if he's going to stick around, he is just his ceiling to me is a very good bottom six player. I, I'm sorry, I just don't see him being a top top six player. I don't. Yeah, and he just he yeah. has the tools. You can see it from time to time. Like he's a good yeah. skater. He's got good hands. He can shoot the puck. And, you know, so you're you're always hoping that maybe there's a little more there. Maybe he can find that consistency. But, I mean, you know, he's four or five years into his career now, and, and they're still waiting for him to take that next step. So, yeah, you know, at some point you got to be like, hey, he is what he is, and, and you got to accept him for that or not. Or, or, or not accept him, you know, because there yeah. are other players coming. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. I don't know. And that's the other thing. Um, uh, is this the case few years ago where there's only one or two players in the King system? Uh uh, no, no. Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 this is a lot more like like heat in the competition now because like uh, 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 you know the because the king's process cool is so deep. But uh, 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 if they were to call someone up like right now, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, they pretty much have their choice of like maybe four or five guys right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they've already seen a little bit from Kaliev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is what I mentioned, you know, in the article I wrote yesterday. You know, I was talking about Jared Anderson Dolan. Like, it it is so important right now for young forwards who who get opportunities with the Kings. you got to take advantage of it because there are going to be so many guys over the next couple years who who are going to get those opportunities. And, you know, if if you don't impress, there there are other guys who are going to come up and you're going to fall off the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Small sample sizes will be everything for these yeah. players. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's too bad, but it's nature of the beast, you know? Yeah, well, for yeah. sure, especially when you got a loaded prospect pool like the Kings do. Mm-hmm, exactly. You, you know, it was really nice to see the one the, they did start playing with some structure and some discipline tonight, that this team is actually a very good team. And I don't think that the, the six-game win streak was a smokescreen to say. I mean – I don't expect that from them all the time, right? But I do think that that what we see when they're playing structured, when they're playing aggressive, when they're playing with speed, that this is a team that can go up against anybody in this league, and I don't mind saying that. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, it's it's, it's finding that consistency. Yeah. Yeah, and if we're being honest, I mean, let's give Minnesota credit. They're pretty darn good. Oh, they are. Definitely, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. They're a very opportunistic team. Yes. Yeah, they're physical. They got threats from everywhere. Um, you know, it's funny. Let's go back to Kempe for a second. His, I, I tweeted it out, but his goal reminded me a lot of Johansson's overtime winner in the that's, second yeah, that's game. A, that's a, that's a, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a similar fate, but obviously it didn't go that way. <laughs> yeah. What three yeah. overtime losses to the Wild already this year? Yeah. Yeah. But hey, you know what, guys? At least we shut them out in a game. All right. Yeah. True. That is true. <laughs> I'll take that. Well, it's you know, it's frustrating just to go down three nothing. You know, back to back games. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. But you know, they showed a lot of fight tonight to at least get back into the game and to be point three of or point three seconds away from getting to a shootout. So I know. You know, it, as disappointing and heartbreaking as it was, let's be happy we're going to get a point out of it, and yeah. even happier that the plane is ready on the tarmac somewhere in Minnesota to take them back to L.A. to get them the heck out of the state yes. of hockey. 
Okay. Go as far from Minnesota as you can. <laughs> yeah. That, one more game against them, guys. One more. Yeah. I believe that we, what's that, April, right? Yeah. Like eight, I looked it up tonight. It was like April 23rd or something in LA. So yeah, April 23rd. we won't have to see those guys for a while, thankfully. So the latter half of April. That's good. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah, Cooper's so off. Maybe Cooper's off. We forgot how to play hockey by then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean they're they're off until uh, Wednesday, I believe. So yes. we got some downtime here. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they what they do with that downtime. You know, does uh, do they start kind of clamping down and going with some intense practices now, or do they kind of say, okay, take a deep breath, reset? You know, it's going to be obviously entirely up to Coach McClellan. Really, but. yeah. I think at the very least they'll have tomorrow off. I'm fairly certain of that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, I'll be interested to see if anybody draws back into the lineup. You know, Jack, you said Jared Anderson Dolan. See if he comes back or is yeah. he? Close? You know, it sounds like he may be a week to week situation. So it could be uh, against the Ducks on the eighth or anywhere in that week. But um, yeah, I mean, well, you guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, just real quick, uh, um, I'm actually glad they don't have to do much traveling over the, over the next couple of weeks uh, with the back-to-backs in Anaheim. So, you know, um, you, you know so, so, I mean, fingers crossed, hopefully that's uh, an advantage. Yeah, and I mean, the next couple of weeks actually is like a good opportunity. I mean, you got the Coyotes, you got the Blues twice at home who are, who are struggling lately, and the Kings just beat them twice, and, and then you got the Ducks. So, yeah, they're going to be at home for a little bit. They're... You know, not going to be playing, you know, the Vegases and Colorados of the division. So hopefully yeah. they can uh, shrug off these two losses and, uh, and get some more wins going. Of course. Well, you know, the good thing, too, is looking at that schedule, you know, they got obviously the Coyotes for one game on Wednesday. But in the coming three weeks, you got the Coyotes. You got actually you got the Blues twice for two two game series, both in L.A. Yeah. And you, you do have a, a series against Colorado in Colorado. And then they finish it off with a, a series against Vegas, then going to San Jose. But the good news there is that most of those teams are ahead of them or right neck and neck with them. And yeah. if you can if you can go more than five hundred in those games, you are setting yourself up very nicely. Absolutely, yeah, very good That's point. Key. It's it's incredible how, how how tight this division is. I mean, especially it's easily the tightest division in the league right now. And uh, you know, this is kind of the unfortunate thing about losing these games to Minnesota. As you kind of think about it coming into the year, like okay. Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, they're probably making the playoffs. Maybe you can beat up Minnesota for the fourth seed, but I mean, Minnesota's looking good right now. They yeah. are. Yeah, you can't take it away from them. And you know, the 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 good thing is, though, is really St. Louis and Colorado are not playing up to what they're supposed to. No, they're not. St. No, Louis they're not. In particular, yeah. Now, they could turn that around at any particular time, but for the time being, you know, this obviously. I, and I hate to say it, but I think Vegas is uh, you can you can mark them in as a playoff team right now. Forget yeah. about it; they're going. Yeah, out, yeah, right for sure. And uh, I do, and I do believe that the Blues and the and both the Blues and the Avalanche will turn it around at some point and solidify themselves by the end of the season. But as it is right now, the rest of those playoff spots are are up for grabs. Yeah, and it's interesting because the first and sixth spot in the West Division are just separated by three points. You know, this is. I'm not sure if all the scores are final, and you know, as we're doing this broadcast immediately post game, um, but you get get this sense of what I'm saying. Um, um, no, it's, and I was going to say before the season started, um, uh, you know, for what I was reading, different sorts, just, the consent seemed to be St. Louis, Vegas, Colorado. Uh, those would be the three locks, which 
fine, understand. Uh, uh, but like, uh, no, no. Um, 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 uh, like Minnesota and Arizona didn't really get much credit, and Minnesota hate to admit it, obviously after tonight. But like, uh, 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 you know, the Wild deserve uh, full marks for how they're playing. They're really come together with Kaprizov, obviously. Is uh, uh, you know, is tired I am of. Hearing about him on the Brock, that's a lot of bites. But uh, uh, no, no. Um, uh, I mean, even Arizona, it's like it's in the standings. Uh, there's six, but but the thing is, you know, this division's so tight. Uh, I think you get on a three-game winning streak and end up in first. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah, anybody's it game. To your point, Ryan. Minnesota's on a six-game win streak, just like the Kings were. Yeah, exactly. So, but you also see how quickly things can turn around. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look how great the Kings are playing for six games, and then all of a sudden they go into Minnesota and they get one point out of four, mm-hmm. and that's the really important thing to keep in mind too. Is that especially at this point in the year going forward, you cannot afford to lose a lot of games in a row anymore. No, because you're 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 running out of time to make those up. Well, and that's but the thing about this have- season that's that's so crazy for for everyone is every game is a four point game. Like, you know, you're not having yeah. those games against the Panthers and the Rangers where, you know, you right. know, it doesn't matter about those points those teams get. Like, every game, it matters a lot. So Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, too, is you got to keep in mind is I believe Vegas and Minnesota also have games in hand on everybody. They do. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is true. Yeah. So, all the COVID issues they had. Right. So, yeah. well, I guess we're going to see what happens, boys. But uh, just on a side note, too, our uh, Ontario Reign took it on the chin tonight, too. I was trying to keep an eye on that while I was watching the uh, the Kings game. They were up 3 to nothing, and I was like, oh, yeah. hey, all right. Reign are turning around. Uh, and I turned my head, and I'm like, wait a minute. What, what happened? <laughs> they, well, they, got off, they got off to a fast 3 nothing start, too. I was kind of watching Twitter throughout that, and it was like, goal, goal, goal. And then all of a sudden, San Jose came back. and You know, I think they won 6-3. to three. Man, uh, that runs a game three of the first round in the 98 playoffs against St. Louis at the Forum. Uh, Kings down 2 nothing in the series. They had 3 nothing lead, and then then Sean O'Donnell took that five-minute major, and, oh. and the wheels came off. And I mean, Craig, that was you a really long had to bring time that up, didn't you? That was a long time ago. But like, 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 those are roster wasn't even born then. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I say that loud, I feel old. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome pick, by the way. Uh, yeah. Sorry to make you feel worse, Ryan, though, but I was only nine years old when that happened. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to say how old I was. I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was two, I think. Oh, the, the game that reminds me of uh, against the Sharks, I think, in 2011. Then they blew a 4 nothing lead, and that's – Yes, like, that's right. Games, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. The goaltending has been a little suspect this year. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, what are you going to do, right? So, we're going to be wrapping this up pretty soon here, guys. Uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Um. Um. I don't want to end it on a negative note, but like as much as I love him, and I do, uh, I will always be thankful for him for his, his contribution to the Kings over the last fifteen years. But, but, uh, um, but uh, whether on the on the power play, especially Anthony Kopitar is just uh, he just like I don't he's not the fast guy. I know he's never been, uh, 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 but something about him that uh, I'm like uh, um, like on the power play, um, there's just something that's really kind of like out of place about him. 
um, um, for example, if uh, one of the pucks was heading at the zone and he could have hustled uh, to get it, but he didn't, and they're just like, and um, and there's another point where he was just down the corner and he was kind of just standing there, and it's like, no, I, I mean. I see why Kopitar's on team, and I love him because, like, he is a leader, and that's uh, what they need. But, like, um, yeah, it just seems like like every so often on the power play, it's like, uh, um, uh, 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 you, you know, no offense, Kopitar, but sometimes it would be better to have, like, like, him on the bench. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, as of late, he has slowed down a little bit after the, the insanely hot start he had to the season. You know, number numbers-wise, he has slowed down a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I see what you're saying, Ryan, but I mean, mm-hmm. I also kind of tend to think that what they're, they're teaching players nowadays is, mm-hmm. to, you know, basically not go 100% full bore every second of every shift. They want guys conserving energy and especially somebody like Kopitar who's going to get 20, sometimes 22, 23 minutes a night. Uh, but I, yeah. you know, I can see where, where that would come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, honestly, that's been kind of a, a epidemic throughout the whole team for the past couple of nights. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They really haven't been moving at all. So, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Jack, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, you know, what I'll be looking for these next couple of games is, is you know, as Ryan mentioned, you know, Kopitar has been slowing down a bit lately. And, you know, it, it's really been Kopitar and Brown carrying the offense this year. And, and I really think they need to start to get some more secondary scoring. You know, other than Brown, no one has more than five goals this year, I think. And, you know, you got goals from Kempe and Wagner tonight, and you know Brown's not going to keep scoring at this pace all year. So no. I think going forward, if the Kings want to keep you know that good momentum they just had from that from that six game winning streak from a pretty good road trip, they're going to have to find some more sources of offense. And uh, you know hopefully Kempe can get it back going a bit. Um, you know, but I, you know I think pretty soon I would like to see some guys start coming up from the AHL a bit. Maybe you give Cali another look. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, I think so. I think that's a great point. I really do. And hey, on a lighter note, they've actually decided to burn the first year of Tobias's Beyond Farms <laughs> entry level contract. I can't believe it. Is that Somebody is getting the first year of the burned off. Wow. <laughs> uh, Ryan Sykes, what are you looking for for the next few games? Uh, I think Jack touched on it perfectly. I want to see more from the bottom six forwards in terms of scoring. You know, they were getting good uh, fourth line production, you know, when Jared Anderson Dolan was plugged in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me who was ever down there before, but, um, you know, the fourth line has uh, been playing well for the most part this season. I just need people uh, secondary scoring to to start picking it up. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and, and that's, you know, the teams are, the Kings are a team that is built to roll four lines and to have everybody contributing, really. Yeah. You know? I mean, as nice as it is to see, you know, Kopitar and Brown doing what they do as they have been for years. You also cannot be dependent on that every single game, every shift, right? Right. I mean, let, let's be realistic. So, well, yeah, they just they just got to get back to you know for whatever reason in these these two Minnesota games they kind of just got off to slower starts, which uh, differed from their six game win streak. You know, that, yeah, I cannot recall off the top of my head um, if they scored first in every every one of those games, but you know it was obviously remarkably improved. Um, than what we saw before. So they just have to get back to that intensity in the first period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's no excuse, but I kind of wonder if that's not a, a side effect of being on the road for a while. I think I think you're right, you know. Yeah. 
And I don't want to say like uh, the last day of the road trip you check out, but I think you're right, definitely ready to go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, especially after Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and real quick, before we move on to those yeah. those things, uh, don't get the wrong idea. I do not dis- uh, dislike Kovatar. It's just it's just one of those observations. Obviously, you know, overall, uh, uh, you know, uh, as uh, as Jack said, um, uh, the positives. Kopitar contributes to the team far supersedes the negative. So let's just leave it at that. I love Kopitar. So you're saying we're going to keep him around for a while? Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, Probably 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But Ryan, I think you're saying your Twitter account's about to go private, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yes. It's going to go private in about uh, 15, 20 minutes. So, yeah. (laughs) Ah, oh, all right. Well, guys, I think we're going to probably get this wrapped up here. I think uh, we all kind of need to drown our sorrows a little bit after watching all that. So what are we recording again? What, Wednesday, right? Wednesday with I believe uh, so, Tony, yeah. Tony Ferrari from Dauber Prospects. All right. That's going to be Everyone a great tune show. into that one. We're going to yeah, be talking about Kings Prospects. We're going to get it right from the, the expert's mouth. So nice. that ought to be a really good show. All right. Well, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. And um like I said, let's go drown our sorrows a little bit, get the bad taste out of our mouths, and get ready to get back for it Wednesday, all right? Yes, please. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Thanks all right, for guys. listening, everybody. For Jack Weber, for Ryan Sykes, for Ryan Colley, I'm Scott Kinville. Have a good one. We'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday.